welcome to a very, very special episode of The Alarmists. For the last four years, we have had an assault on the truth like no other time that I can remember. We have news stations masquerading as the reporter of news when really they're more like opinion makers, and we have lost a sense of what the truth is. There are no alternative facts, like Kellyanne Conway once said. There's only the truth and nothing but. Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. But the point remains alternative that facts? Alternative Today I have an amazing array of members of the media and the press to talk about what happened in those years. Watching the news, the classic example is Walter Cronkite, who was a true reporter, because when you watched Walter Cronkite, he reported the news. He didn't opine on it. And that's the way it is. Good night. This has been the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite. When Kennedy died, he shed a tear. When we landed a man on the moon, he had a few choice words. But you trusted him because you knew you were getting the truth. Today, we're going to discuss what that truth should be, what we went through during those last four years, and what we want to see happen now. Let me bring everyone on. Stuttering John Melendez. We all know who John is. He's amazing. We've got Tim Sabian, the man behind Howard Stern. We've got Jenny Peters, an amazing journalist who has contributed to Variety. I've worked with her for over 30 years. Great trip, Wetzel. Contributed to the Wall Street Journal and the New York Daily News. Dave Alaka, photographer, celebrity photographer extraordinaire. Contributed regularly to the New York Post. We've got the amazing Steve Grillo. Can we fix Steve or no? I guess not. Okay, no. There's no fixing, Steve. Don't even try. <laughs> now, those, those short naps are great. Well, first of all, I, I do a political podcast, the Stuttering John podcast. Uh, it airs it airs on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at noon PSP, uh, live on YouTube. But I will say this. the see the, see, the real issue is Donald Trump played by the same playbook as other dictators, Putin, as we see with Navalny, and and Hitler. The first thing that they do is tear apart the media and make people think the media is lying to them. If anything is reported that is disparaging to them, they say it's fake news. That is what Donald Trump did. A man who lied over 30,000 times convinced half, almost half of Americans to believe that what was being reported by legitimate news outlets was fake. That is a very big problem for any journalist, and it's a very big problem for America, you know, you know in its entirety. John, so all right, so John, I'm going to interrupt and say, how do we fix this? Well, how do you how do, how do we get the how do we get the reader the viewer to regain our trust? Well, first of all, now that the the emperor who wears you know <laughs> I don't hold back, John. I hate when you hold back. <laughs> okay, well, now that the dotard is out of office, I think I think that what's going to happen. Yeah, you're going to have your Marjorie Taylor Greens who are going to, you know, say there are, you know, there are fake news out there. But the truth of the matter is, yeah, it was a hard time for journalists. 
And the reason why it was a hard time for journalists is because the commander in chief was telling them that lies were being were being a, a reported about him. So by doing so, then the media is now in, on the defensive, you know, as opposed to like Walter Cronkite just delivering the news. Now I watch David Muir on NBC. Okay, I mean on ABC. Now. He is doing straight news. He's reporting it. But that's the problem. That's the problem. Most, unless it's a local network, they're not reporting the news. I mean, they have so many pundits. You know how exhausting it is for someone to find the fucking truth? They have to go through six stations, eight newspapers, 12 magazines. You know, it's, who cares after a while? All right, here's the problem, Jesse. And, and, And I understand that. Like, and you have your, I mean, who's the, you know, who's the tabloid? Is it your? Is it the Post who's always uh, pro Trump, or is it the Daily News? No, it's the Post. The, the Daily All right. News well, then the you guys are just as guilty of this. So really, you guys keep on spewing bullshit. Excuse my French, and 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 that's essentially what it is, and that's what Fox News does. They but keep. How, on- do, how do we draw that line? You know. You know. Because when does the bullshit begin? And the where's the bullshit end and the truth begin or the other way around? Because well, I think if you watch, I think if you watch NPR, okay, or if you watch the BBC, I mean, you'll get the real news. I agree about the BBC, Absolutely. and 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 I think that now that the dotard is gone, you know, uh, you have a nickname for me uh, yet, John? <laughs> uh, no, not yet. All right, all right, work on it, man. Work on Crosby, Stills, and Jesse Nash. But anyway, uh, you know, I will say that now that he's gone, I think it's you know this heightened sensitivity towards the media is going to be lessened. Yeah, you're going to have your proud boys and boogaloo boys and your QAnon lunatics, but it's like the Burger Meister Meister Burger, you know, and Santa Claus is coming to town. They're going to start to die off. So as they die off, people are going to start realizing that David Muir and his other newscasters are telling them the real news and not bullshit that you get on Fox. Listen, Fox News has been been spewing fake news since day one. Rupert Murdoch, you know, has done that uh you know, he started that a long time ago. If you guys want to watch a great documentary, you should watch Outfoxed. You know, I'm I'm, I'm amazed. I mean, guys, like, Tim, I know that you have more, I guess, right-wing leanings. Dave, Alaka, you also do. You're going to let them keep wa- talking? You're not going to... Hey, you know, go ahead and dispute me. I'll debate <laughs> you on this. I'll I don't think you want to go to war with me on this because I'm too smart for you. Because I know what happens. Uh, oh, guys, are you intimidated enough that you're going to stay silent? If you have, Come if on, you have your president saying that everything is fake, meanwhile he lies over 30,000 times, there's only one person that's telling you the fake news. And it's ain't the media. Donald Trump is a liar. How, how come they have not caught him and they've been trying to catch him do something? Oh, give it time. Give it time. Give it time. And they've got him from everything from partying look in the back. Look how long. Storm the capital. Hey, hey, look how long it took him to freaking take John Gotti down. Okay? How yeah. many years did it take him to do that? What? A long time. Yeah, a long time. Well, guess what? Donald Trump Donald Trump is ha, has been a money launderer. 
He is. Oh, absolutely. Has been in to this. Wait a second. I, I don't disagree with you at all, John. I think you're 100 percent right. All right. So listen to this. Listen to this. I'm a Republican, but I, I'm not for Trump. Okay. Trump is not does not speak right. He speaks incorrect. He's too boisterous. He's too bash. He's a megalomaniac. All the rest of it. But all Republicans are now treated like they're, you know, loving Trump, which is not true. And it isn't true. Hey, 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 Dave, Liz Cheney, Mitt Romney, Ben mm -hmm. Sass, you know, a lot of them, Susan Collins, a lot, a lot of them have spoken out against the insurrection. Right, well, I, wanna, I wanna ask a question. Hold here. on a second, Jesse. Don't interrupt me. I don't care if it's your show. Even <laughs> Mitch, even Mitch McConnell said that Donald Trump was responsible for the insurrection. Okay. Why won't the Republican Party? Take him out when they have the opportunity to. I want to understand what's going on here. Why are they so scared of him? Is my question. Well, Trip, do you have a you have, Trip? Do you have a? I know that you're you were expressing to me before about you know you're a Republican first, but when you see something like this happen, what do you think? Well, I'm in a little bit of a unique position. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a Republican first because I, I, you know, my family is very conservative. Um, I've sort of lent a little bit more conservative, but I'm not totally conservative. I'm more middle of the road, you know, and I think there are flaws in both parties. But I think that the way that Trump, you know, acted was atrocious, was atrocious, you know, period. And, uh, you know, his, you know, his handling of the, of the, um, of COVID, you know, among many other things, was just an atrocity. And why, um, why is there a double standard though? The thing that bothers me is there's a double standard. They'll, they'll publicly lynch. Liz Cheney, but then they won't. I just want to say to Trip, thank you. Thank you, because I agree with you. Okay. Now, the other thing I have to say to you, Jesse, is we've never had a president that called the media like all lives ever before. The whole purpose of this show, I thought, was to say, how was it to report? under this administration. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and that's what makes it unique because we never had a man who was elected to office, the highest office in the land, the most powerful man in the world, start to denounce reporters and have people start saying, kill CNN and, 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 mm -hmm. and, and, and NBC. This guy likes to incite people against all against right. the media, okay. and that's so, the problem. So and, I, just, and, and I feel bad for my journalists. All right, college. so we, we've established that. So now, Tim, I'll give you a, a same question to answer. How do we fix it? How do we make it better? How do we remove the anger and replace it with trust? I think that we uh, elect uh, Stuttering John to office. <laughs> and, and from there... No, it's... it's, uh, it, you, it's should, you should, bro. You're, you're outspoken enough, John. You could do it. Oh, yes. I, you know, who knows? It might be in my future. I mean, listen, I look, look, I do shows every day exposing the dotard known as Donald Trump. And and keep in mind, guys, and I know that uh, Trip and Dave over there, 
Jenny, I haven't heard from you yet, no, but I'm Jenny's sure. very smart. She's observing all of you. Yes, I, Jesse, uh, I can't get in there. We're going to with you, boy. Jesse, you're going to get your you're going to get your moment. Jesse, ladies first. She should have been the first to speak, but it's okay. <laughs> no, you started the, you started talking, John. Yeah, just yeah, to remind okay. you, you know. <laughs> no, I understand that, but I, look, look, look. Uh, since we're talking about Jenny, Jenny. Yes. Listen to us talk. We and boy, you know, for a bunch of guys, we really can fucking talk a lot. Shocking. What are you gaining from all this, and what do you want to add to the conversation? Well, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I've always been a liberal, born and raised a liberal. Good and for you, Jenny. In, you know, believe in things like standing up for the rights of those who are be whose rights are being trampled, and at this time in the last four years. If you believed in that and you kept your mouth shut, you were as complicit to Donald Trump as anybody who was on his side. I think back to the 80s when the AIDS epidemic was going strong and people who were straight kept their mouths shut and didn't weigh in and didn't try to make a difference. And back then, the term was silence equals death. And I believe that these four years in particular have separated the men from the boys and the women from the girls. And those of us who did not believe in all of the things that, you know, from the Muslim bans and the Muslim uh, demonizing in America to the children in cages to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you kept your mouth shut, particularly as a journalist, you're one of them. You know, I I, I I see you getting very emotional, and I, yep. I, I want to know where this is coming from. Would you mind sharing a little bit? Well, uh, you know, uh, I just don't believe that people like McCarthy, for example, at the, this very moment, says one thing out of one side of his mouth and then says something else out of the other side of his mouth in order to tell lies, to placate his base which is a base of people that clearly believe that, you know, Democrats are e killing babies and drinking their blood. Wow. I mean, it's insane. Wow. Well, you know what? If I could add to that, because I, I agree with Jenny, and this is, herein lies the problem. We have a woman right now in Congress known as Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's a lunatic, okay? Yep. Here's a woman. Okay, now I'm a father of three children, okay? Here's a woman that called the Sandy Hook shootings in Parkland a hoax, which is what Alex Jones, an alleged yeah. journalist, was reporting. Now, I have children. These kids were five, six years old, a week away from Santa Claus coming and were murdered. And you now have a congresswoman who's out there who mm -hmm. believes QAnon. Yep. And and is reporting nonsense and telling people that that both Sandy Hook and Parkland were fake, that never happened, and even goes a step further and says that the shootings uh, in Vegas was a Democratic plot to take out Trump supporters. Now, we all know, even the Republicans in this room, this is a bunch of malarkey. Yep. Of course it is. Yeah, yes, no. but but see, here is the problem now that we have, Jesse, because getting back to your topic on this show, 
there are a certain amount of people that believe this nonsense. And that right. that delegitimizes <laughs> real networks that report the real news. Like this is the whole this is the whole argument. Now how do we now we can sit there and say what th- what happened and this happened and established what's really going on, but how do we fix this? How do we move now, forward? How do we fix it as press or how does the whole thing fix? Because the whole thing will well, never be fixed. You gotta start somewhere, and since we're in the media, well, I think the whole thing will never be fixed until there's more than two parties. Sorry. That's a, a fact. Nothing will ever get better without without Dave, Dave, parties. Dave, 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 Dave. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now I have to call you on this one. Yes. Because we've never had this problem before, and we've had two parties for a long time. This, Correct. This problem happened because of one person. Oh, agreed. Donald Trump. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I told you in the beginning. Yeah, I know. Why now say that we can't have it if we only have two parties? Well, but it uh, wasn't one person. It was uh, one person speaking to a whole segment of our society who believe, want to believe this kind of shit. And therein lies the problem. I I agree, Jenny. But but if we had a president that didn't do this, we wouldn't have these people who are who are who are storming the Capitol. Okay, that's all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now look. So look. Now you know we 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 see all these horrible things that have happened. We have to focus on positive things. So how do we do that? We have to have. I mean, all right. First of all, you gotta you gotta you gotta cite the things that you disapprove of. You gotta make points so that everybody remembers that this shit never happens again. But how do we take it back? I, you know, we need ideas. We need a thing. Well, time, time, time will heal everything in time, hopefully. I think time is one thing we need, mm-hmm. okay, on, on both ends. Uh, maybe and, and one of the best things of all of it, honestly, for me, is I, I, like I said to you, I'm a Republican, more, more like Trip, but um. The, I am so sick of hearing the name Trump. I mean, you can't go out for the last four effing years and not hear that name radio, newspaper. I concur. It, it is. I am so happy. But they're going to bring it back again, which is what I don't understand. Yes, they're going to put it back on trial. Again, it's been a week and a half where I really haven't heard as much Trump. It's Trump, 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 Trump. For the last four years, I'm sick and tired of it. He's worse than the Kardashians, for Christ's sake. That's because the adults are back in the house. That's why. And and Joe Biden is not going to attack the media. Is not going to call them fake news. We already see that from Jen Psaki, as Mm -hmm. opposed to Kaylee McAdopey. Now we actually have somebody who's going to take questions from both sides, not say fake news, not disparage the press. See, that's the difference when you have mature, compassionate, empathetic people that are running the show. And, and not megalomaniacs. Yeah. And so now, Jesse, to answer your question, how is how are we fixing it? We are. We are because you know, but there are, there are 74 million people who don't agree with you, John. Yeah, but guess what? Those 74 million people are going to change. And that it already is. It's going to be down to 30 million because as soon as Trump is gone, it's going to start to just go away. Because it needs to be answered. I mean, the Republicans have a chance to to get rid of him. 
They, they, if they really want to make change, the best way to make it's change gone. is to get rid of him. He's and yet they won't take it. They won't take it. He's not they going. They easily vote him out. They could easily impeach him and convict him, and then he can't run again. But why won't they take it? It's so I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because yeah. they are. No they still think they are. They still think they have seventy-four thousand people that are going to million. Keep in mind, guys. 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 I, I know we're all smart people. Keep in mind, seventy-four million people are not all Trump lovers. Okay, stop even stop even trying to perpetrate that delusion because it it is not true. Half of those people, at least, are just are just staunch conservative GOP believers. That you know, it it doesn't it doesn't matter who is the guy. It could be a Romney. It, I agree you know, with this. I agree it, with what you're saying. It, so yeah. so it's not all seventy-four million people are not just about Trump. Most of those people are about, they always well, vote. Obviously, look, obviously, half those people are not happy. And for them to come back and to see yeah. a different point of view, how do we make them happy? What do we know? We don't know what the answer to that is. You're Stop never going to make everybody press. happy. Stop and, giving oh, him press. No, I don't expect everybody to be happy. I mean, Stop but, giving this right. guy press. He loves it. What do you think, Jenny? Well, I think a lot of people turned on January 6th. There were a lot of Republicans who had the exact same reaction that the Democrats had to people fricking breaking windows and storming into Congress. They were appalled. They were freaked out. No one could believe it. And I think that that alone shifted some people's thinking towards what exactly they had voted for and what they were buying into. I don't think they really believed that the Proud Boys and the Boogaloo Boys were as extreme as they are. And I also think that they actually really believed in this Antifa bullshit, which, of course, those of us who are of an age know that our parents fought against in World War II. They were anti-fascist as well. And if you're not anti-fascist, you're pro-fascist. And they discovered that, that none of that was real. And even the, the Proud Boys discovered that everything that the lunatics like Lynn Wood were promising them was going to happen didn't happen. And now every day that goes by that Donald Trump doesn't take over the national broadcast, you know, emergency broadcast system and, uh, you know, all of the other things, the electricity and everything, and he doesn't take over the country, they're even reconsidering the positions they've held for the last four years or even more. I don't think it stops them from being racist or sexist or, you know, anti-Jew, Muslim, anybody who isn't a faux Christian, which we all sort of understand now that many of the Christians in America are sort of fake Christians because they only believe in Christianity on the terms that everybody else should be persecuted. So I think things are already changing, believe it or not. Towards the media, I'm not so sure. I, I, uh, you know, Jesse, let me just say, Jenny, thank you. You know, I've agreed with everything you said and, and, and it's all spot on. And, and let me just add this. Canada has, has now classified the proud boys mm-hmm. as a terrorist organization. Okay. When will we, when will we? And the other question, the only thing, the only thing I'm going to say to you, Jesse is I, for months on my program, have been asking for Twitter to ban Donald Trump. 
Why? Because he's inciting violence by calling this election a fraud. And you know what? It took an insurrection to finally have them do that. Now, I'm not saying I'm some genius here, but I'm saying Donald Trump, should, his voice should have been taken away from him a long freaking time ago. And to go back to Jenny, you're totally agree. I totally agree with what you said about them being one group of people who did storm the Capitol. Not all Republicans were for it. They didn't want no, it. No, a lot were and, appalled. And, and the people who did storm it, that wasn't about Republican or Democrat. They just went in and ripped the whole thing apart. Okay. Now, now they were followers of the man who put a lot of Republicans into, you know, a bad place. And Dave, she could think us all, we're all, we're all not assholes. We might have different viewpoints, but there you go, Dave. put it all in there. Dave, mm -hmm. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And don't forget, don't forget these people wanted to hang Mike Pence. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So, so. Ridiculous. Listen, let me tell you quickly. I got a son who just got out of college, political science, political everything. He actually is so confused now because he's a Republican and, and signed. And he's like, I don't know what to do now because my life. This man has pretty much destroyed a Republican for the mm -hmm. next 50 years. And what am I going to do in life? So this is a 22-year-old man who's just starting out, and Trump has already tarnished his beliefs and his name. Now, now you, me you, mentioned, you mentioned the word beliefs. You know, we watch, every night we watch the news. I'm going to bring on a ne my next guest. And he's a very interesting man. He's a hypnotherapist, a hypnotist, and he studies human behavior. And I want him to come on because he has an interesting take on things, and I think he could add an, a different side to the conversation we haven't talked about. I want to introduce Jeffrey Rose. Noah, bring Jeffrey on. Jeffrey, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I love listening to everyone. I'd like to chime in myself. And as much as I have my negative feelings toward Donald Trump, I'd rather just talk about the media in general because. There's always a confirmation bias for the listenership there, and news I mean, wants to be provocative, so they're going to suck Jeffrey, people you in. Have, you, you, to, you were talking, you were talking earlier to me on the phone about how we get subliminal messaging when we watch the news. How it's done almost, it's done on purpose to influence us, our thought patterns, what we like to eat, what we like to watch. Can you go into that a little bit and explain it to everybody, to the viewers, and to our guests exactly like you told it to me? Okay, so one example of subliminal is what you see when you go to look at your Fox uh, app on your phone. And if you look closely, it says America is watching, okay? America is watching. But behind that, kind of in faded out, it'll say things like mm -hmm. America is engaging, America is posting, America is sharing. So this is a great way for Fox News to get their message out and then to have all the viewers then you know, send it out no, on your social media. To send it out, okay? So that's just one thing that Fox does. They also have their the American flag waving in the background, which is very, very hypnotic. Uh, CNN will have on their right side of the screen a count, a nonstop tally of how many, uh, you know, pandemic cases we have, how many people are dying, or how many vaccines. And it's kind of like a slot machine or a video game where you just get so intrigued, you want to, you can't stop watching it. And we don't need to do that. We just want to get the news. But unfortunately, what's the motive? Business. What's the motive? What is the motive, Jeff? I mean, we're more what eyes on. It's, it's a business. It's more eyes on the television. 
It's more viewers. It's pure business. So they're just going to keep feeding the lowest common denominator information to people that already have that confirmation bias. And they're just going to keep listening to that. And they're not going to listen to anything else. I go out of my way to listen to Fox, even though I'm left center. I'll listen to CNN. I watch CNN. I watch MSNBC. But I'm also going to watch Fox News because I need to hear how the news is presented in a different way and where that bias is, even though I'm not comfortable with it. And we were talking about Donald Trump before. I actually went to his last rally in Miami the Sunday night at midnight before the election. Not like I'm a fan of Donald Trump's. I'm disgusted by everything he is. I know he's a, he's a con artist. He's a liar, of course. But I wanted to be present because I could feel, I'm okay feeling, I could feel comfortable being uncomfortable. And I felt it was like a really scary thing. The energy in that room, oh, I should say outdoors, was like 8,000 people there being spoon-fed and spewed all this vitriol, all this lies nonstop. He's talking to a Florida audience saying that, you know, Biden as a president is going to make it like Cuba over here. And the, the Cubans in that audience are going to listen to that and say, well, we got to vote for, for Trump. And two thirds of the Cuban Americans in Florida did. And that's why Trump won in Florida. So you're just going to keep. So you're studying, so you're doing this and you're, stu you're studying human behavior here. You know, you're, you're throwing yourself in almost like a Petri dish to see what happens. What are you discovering about human behavior in all these different situations you've talked about? I mean, where, why are we behaving the way we're behaving? Because people, in this case, with Donald Trump, they like a cult leader. Okay, so they, you know he'll feed off, uh, you know, his fans that that base, and they feed off Donald Trump. He's he's very provocative. He says interesting things. He's a fascinating guy. What does it tell us people... about what's going on in our society? Why are we? Why is that segment of the audience being so captivated by that? When when. A lot of us look at it and say, this is so far from the truth, yet they're buying in. You know, you could even look back to World War II and the rise of the Third Reich, and a similar type of situation happened. There was a breakdown in society. The country was starving, and everybody believed what the man said. Is, are mm -hmm. we going through something that, <laughs> well, that can be, you know, well, I mean, I, I want to understand this. Well, because we're vulnerable, and you could play to fear. Hitler did that. Mussolini did that. Stalin did that. And you could pit people against each other. And Trump was masterful doing that. And I think Fox News was complicit in that. Uh, sorry, just to dig on that, you know, just Fox. Yes, there's a bias there. There's a bias on CNN. And I think as instead of just blaming the media, we need to listen to this. We need to, if you're on the conservative side and you're, you know, Republican, listen to CNN and, and CNBC. If you happen to be uh, a liberal, watch Fox sometimes because you need to hear that what we're being fed all the time is not just the news. Now you got uh, Jeffrey. You've heard Jeffrey speak. I want to hear what my guests have to ask you, or, or they want to add to it, or, or if they want to comment on it. Why don't we start with Jenny? This kind of subliminal advertising has been. This kind of subliminal advertising has been going on since the '60s. You know. Put up a picture of Coca-Cola while people are watching a movie at the drive-in so quickly that they don't even know it's been in one of the 24 frames per second, but they suddenly want to go to the, the concession stand and buy a Coke. So I think this stuff has been going on in the news media and everywhere else for a long time. But you seem to be saying it's only just really coalesced. Am I wrong? Or has it really been going on a long time? 
Jeffrey? I personally think it's going on a long time. Me too. Well, Jeffrey? it has been going on a long time. We all know that. I mean, I think this just brought it to the head. This guy. I'm a film major. I mean, in, in films mm-hmm. as far back as Hitchcock, yep. I mean, they always are doing subliminal stuff. I mean, that's, yep. I mean, that's just... But do you, does it actually change the way you think? Is it actually, it actually yeah. play your vote? Yeah, it's it's I've, never watched, I've never watched anything on television and, and walked out of there going, well, I'm a different man now. I think I'm going to have to you do it. Even know it. Not consciously. Right. No. I'm going to go eat popcorn. If I see it in a movie, popcorn, I'm going to go get popcorn. Eventually, I'm not going to think about it. It's going to happen. <laughs> Dude, every time I watch Goodfellas and they cut that freaking garlic with the razor blade, I want to go down and make pasta. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect analogy. Perfect. I'm never. I'm never coming over to eat at your house. Fuck that. No way. <laughs> but I will say, uh, the only thing uh i'm talking to the hypnotist is keep in mind that jeff sucker donald trump's buddy the guy that greenlit the apprentice and i know jeff sucker because he used to work at nbc he you know he was the head of nbc jeff sucker is in bed with donald trump and he, he like he has cnn report on donald trump for the simple reason it keeps donald trump's name out there and like we all know like the hypnotist has said, to make money. Because Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, it makes money when people talk about him. And he's running CNN. And CNN, he's got a, he's got people who want to see that news. Yes. Just like Fox has those people who want to see the other side. And I can tell you something that I know, and I got to be very vague on this. But one of the papers um, throughout the country had to bring in, and they're a conservative paper, they had to bring in some of uh, an old editor back because they didn't know how to deal with such, the, the, with the way Trump talked so horrendously about things and brought up subjects that he had no knowledge on because they needed to gear towards their people who read the paper in that mindset. But the things that he was saying were so outlandish and stupid at the time they couldn't report exactly that, or they would look completely like assholes. And after that, then, you know, Donald's going to be gone anyway in three, four to eight years at that point. We're going to still have to maintain what we're doing. So right, they have I, I have to, I'm going to, I'm going to abruptly uh, stop this segment. We're going to take a break. And then we have other people that have to come on. All right, Jesse, thanks for having well, me. Thanks, thanks John, man. You were great. And, and, and Dave also. Thank you. Guys, I hope I was respectful. Again, we're back for part two of The Alarmist. We're talking about Let Freedom Ring is the theme of this show. And we're talking about what it was like to be a member of the press, to be in the media the last four years and how we want to see it get better. In the old days, like I talked about earlier, you had a true reporter like Walter Cronkite who only reported the news and did not opine on it. When Walter Cronkite said that's the way it was, you knew that's the way it was. We're going to bring this conversation on how we can make things better, make it better to be a member of the press and the media. We've got some great guests. Bring me on, Noah. Let's get this show rolling. Let me introduce Peter Vienhoven, who Peter and I have known each other for almost 30 years. We have worked together in the syndication of news, the dissemination, right, Peter, of news around the world. And I think that this is a very important thing to say because what we got to do 
I don't think we'd have the freedom to do it like like we did back then. What are you seeing as a as a person who lives in the EU, lives in Amsterdam? What are you seeing in America? How are they looking at us? What happened the last four years? And what are they saying about the way we present ourselves? Because we've always touted ourselves as the country that presents liberty, freedom. So what's your take on all of this? Well, I think that's that's pretty much still the same. Um, but um, when it comes to the news and uh, all the things going on uh, in the United States, the past four years with Trump leading the country, um, the United States have become more of a source of entertainment to Europe than anything else, I think, because it's been wild. It's been a crazy ride with uh, with Donald Trump. Has it, diminished, has it diminished Europeans' views of America and how they see us? Absolutely, uh, and in more than one way, because you Explain see that. when Trump came in office, uh, that's how we look at it, uh, he immediately uh, changed a lot of things. He left the Paris uh, Agreement. Uh, he he uh, got into fights with all uh, kinds of organizations, international organizations. And now, four years later, uh, Biden is trying to restore all these things. But the reliability... To rejoin the, United, the club? Absolutely. But the reliability of the United States as a partner has been damaged, I think. And... Um, this is not easily uh, to be undone by uh, maybe uh, policies uh, by Biden that are, uh, you know, uh, trustworthy in itself. Uh, That's a key word you just mentioned, trust. Yeah, trust because, now. Because Do you trust us? Absolutely. And three or four years from now, we could be back to uh, United States leaving all these organizations all over again. So the trustworthiness of the United States as a partner to Europe um, has been, um, you know, uh, damaged I think, in a serious way. So yeah, that's 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 troublesome. As far as media goes, uh, that's a whole different ballgame. I, I, I guess there's just many, many more voices than before. Uh, before there were, like you said, there was Walter Cronkite, and now there's like. Uh, a million Walter Cronkites, and everybody's got his own opinion and his own news and his own truth. And uh, where there's less common ground uh, in the United States, uh, like maybe before, um, uh, common threats are increasingly difficult to deal with, I think. And you know, I want to bring up Bill Box because Bill has an amazing solution. You know, you, you have all these different points of view. And like you said, Peter, um, you know, we're a fractured society. And when Absolutely. we remember, Bill, when we were talking, you had this idea about how, you know, there were 74 million people that voted for Trump. And he had a brilliant idea how to approach them to get us more unified, get us understanding how we're all feeling. Bill, you want to like sort of present your theme because I think it was very interesting and it stayed with me. And I would love you to share it right now. Well, I, if I could, if I could work with the government, what I would want to do would be to put together teams of people, teams with security, to go out into the the, the so-called most red state areas, the counties that voted heaviest, most heavily for Trump, and I want to find out why. Um, there's a lot of fandom with Trump, just like there was with Morton Downey Jr. As I, I was executive producer of that show, but somewhere in there in the lives of those people, 
in the lives of the people who are uh, essentially clinging to conspiracy theories because it gives them something to believe in. Something's wrong. Something is wrong in their lives. Now, whether it's the fact that the middle class has shrunken down to, you know, a, a shadow or percentage of what it was, there are a lot of different reasons. But I would send out teams of people to gather information, to videotape and record these things. What are you upset about? What do you need? Why did you vote for Trump? To really come to an understanding and then take that information, grind it through computers, and do what you need to do, the leadership of the country, to solve those problems. That, that, that's, that's what I would do if I had a position in government. If they're watching now, I'm available, I will do it. But I'm talking about sending out hundreds and hundreds of people on listening tours with with armed guards, with armed guards. Tripp, what do you think about that? Because I know you're you're kind of more moderate. I mean, do you think that it would actually uh, make a difference? You mean, you mean having information would make a difference? Is that what you think? No, no, I'm asking the question. <laughs> information, the truth is always a good thing. You know? Look at your question. No, I was, I was asking don't throw me into this political fire. I'm asking Tripp what he thinks about it. It's hard to say because so many of these, you know, the people with the diehard Trump supporters, as you said, were such diehard Trump supporters that I think it's gonna. It's hard to um, dissuade them either, either way, you know. So I, it's, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about dissuading them at all. I'm talking about finding out why. Well, I think the answer is simple because they're disenchanted. I mean, that's that's the whole reason that he won. Oh yes, what are they disenchanted about? Why? Are well, they they're, they're disenchanted with the you know the way the power base in Washington. I mean, that that's that's uh, you know quote unquote the liberal elite in New York and Boston and Los Angeles. You know, they're. I think they're disenchanted with their lives. I'm not saying all of them. But a percentage of people are really disenchanted with their well, lives. Well, they are disenchanted with their lives. But, you know, I mean, he, Trump, you know, these people are not idiots that he that he tapped into at all. You know, they're, just, they're, they're different people from us. They may not be as educated as we are. Uh, but they're people who are, who are scared for their future. I mean, they're today's Archie Bunker. You know, that's the best analogy I can offer. And, Peter, you know, listening to this, listening to these conversations, because you see it. Very differently, I think, than uh, – I, I, do you see it like the way they're saying it? I mean, Well, I'm, I'm, uh, when I listen to Bill, when he says they're disenchanted with – and he wonders with what, um, uh, I, I think – or my point of view is that um, um, uh, there's a lot of American people that are disenchanted with government in, in general. And but isn't that the world? Isn't that like – no, Europe is constantly – you know, uh, well, the thing about is, something. Yeah, but the thing with that is that basically, uh, I think deep down they're disenchanted with the fact that there's not enough government because nobody's taking care of anything and certainly not of these people. They're not helping them. So they blame government. And so if someone stands up like Trump and says, you know, it, let's drain the swamp or whatever, uh, they believe that someone is going to save them. Uh, but the opposite is true, of course. I mean, he's not saving them at all. 
he's taking more government away from them and he's making government smaller. So there, there's, there's less education, there's less social security, there's less infrastructure. These people are basically um, fucked, if I can say that on your show. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I think that is, that is uh, definitely um, uh, a big problem in the U.S. right now, is that there's a huge distrust of government. And um, it's very important that uh, Parliament, Congress, politicians in general, uh, win back confidence with uh, with with the people, and just uh, and 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 point out to them that there's civil servants right there to help them instead of frustrating their lives. I well, now now is- I'm gonna now I'm going to bring on an attorney who has handled very high profile clients against the New York Yankees and celebrities, and this man really knows about one thing very important. It's called the truth. And he's going to add to the conversation about the legality of not telling the truth. And what, you know, how, how do we look at it differently now? Because, you know, you just can't, you know, all these years, you, we always thought you just can't say whatever the hell you want and it not be the truth. It has to be founded in something. And Robert is going to add a legal sense to this whole story. Let me bring on Robert Handman. Come on on. Okay. Nice to meet everybody. Hi there. The, so the, Robert, the well, yeah, I was just going to say, in a court of law or in a deposition, the truth basically is what makes the most sense to people. And you think people are going to say what's accurate to the best of their ability, but they're under oath at least. Unfortunately, the politicians, people who um, give speeches, they're not under any oath and they just say whatever bullshit they want. And unfortunately, at least in the court of law, even though it's not perfect, at least judges look at what the facts are, what the inferences are from the facts. Uh, But apparently with Twitter, with Facebook, um, people can just, it's a stream of consciousness, which is unsupported by any details. And the more people believe the, the commentary without looking at the facts, the worse off it is for everybody. You know, we're living in an alternative reality, which is really, really bad. Well, as a lawyer, as a lawyer, doesn't that drive you crazy? Because you come from a position of the truth. So how do you navigate these crazy waters? Well, I think not just as a lawyer, but as, as a human being, it drives me crazy because how you can have tens of millions of people believe something just because somebody says this is true is absurd. And then frankly, and, and I'm not going to say whether it's the left or the right, but but Fox News, you know, they're, they're propagandists. They're not newspaper people. They're not journalists. They're just giving their opinion. It's like Cuomo and Don Lemon. It's like constant bullshit between the two, and no one's really looking at the facts. They're giving opinion and perception. So, yeah, it drives me crazy. And on the right, you could say Laura Ingram and Rush Lumbaugh, you know? Same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's just propaganda. Um, and they don't even say what their facts are based upon, you know, at least in the court of law. So, all right. So as a for coming, that's talking about the facts, not alternative facts, Robert, but the facts, the truth. How do we use the law, the legalities of all this to stop what happened from happening again, to have an assault on the truth where we don't know with what anyone's saying, whether it's real or not? How do we take that back? And if we have to go legal, how do we do that? 
Okay, well, well that, that's very simple. I have a case right now in Los Angeles, and it's been widely reported. There's a porno star who went on Twitter, but not just going on Twitter. She actually did a video on Twitter where she accused a well-known uh, director in the porn industry of assaulting her twice. And what we did is we sued her. We sued her for defamation. And then we're ultimately going to sue the uh, periodicals who also re repeated what she said. Because while on Twitter, um, Facebook, you really can't sue the, those entities, at least at the present time, you can still sue them if they republish something without actually trying to vet the source and look at the real reliability. So if somebody says something which is total bullshit, you do have the right to sue them for defamation. So, Robert, as a summation, is the truth your best defense? Well, if you can prove that it's true. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a good answer. Like, like, look, I told the porn star, I said, look, because she was her own lawyer for, for a period of time, I said, look, I wasn't there. I don't know what, who did what to whom. But, and this is very important. I said, nobody may know what the real truth is, but a jury or a judge is going to look at what you say or what you did, and they're going to try to draw what inferences from your behavior. So if you're with this guy and you say he assaulted you, but your makeup wasn't messed up, if right after the, the, the event you went and you posed uh, on social media, uh, the judge, most people will not believe that you were, you were assaulted. If three weeks later you, you had a ride with this person, they gave you a ride in his car voluntarily, they're not going to believe that you really were assaulted the first time if you called the guy up to give you a ride. So to try to get the truth, you look at the inferences and what you derive from them. Okay. I like that. We're going to be drawing to the close now. So I want to get everybody to say what they would like to see change in the next four years in terms of just the media, what they see on TV, and also just in general life. Because if we are as disenchanted as those 74 million voters who did not vote for Biden's supposedly feel, how do we make it better? Let's start uh, since uh, we have our first. Let's talk to Bill. Bill, you have very pragmatic, very grounded views. I want to hear how you feel uh, we can improve upon this. Me? You. Now, I'll go back to what I was saying of understanding why people why people are acting the way they are. These days I'm really into recognizing that there's really an alternate reality that exists in many people's minds. A recent poll indicated that 70% uh, of uh, Republicans believe that Trump really was not elected. I don't mean that as a political statement. But what do you What do you want to see, like as a parting parting comment? What do you want to see? If you could pick one thing that you want to see, all right, I'll, I'll write, I read it in the paper this morning. Okay, if President Biden wants to bring extremists and conspiracy theorists back to reality, he can start by making that reality worth coming back to. That's my point. That's it. All right. Very good. I like that. Make it, make, give them a reason. Give them a reason. Jeffrey Rose, what's your final comment? Well, to further what Bill was saying, when we're dealing with people that are conspiracists, people that are prone to conspiracy theories, of course, they're vulnerable 
they're weak, and they're trying to find some kind of uh, simplicity to explain things that they don't understand. Now, what we have to do is to think, we have to really go through a process, thinking with our strong thought process of being critical, thinking about everything that comes our way and not just accept it. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to succumb to all this stuff. What happens also with, let's say, all the uh, social media right now, you know, people could get very upset about mainstream media and you could poke holes at it and say how horrible it is because they're always left leaning or they're ones always right leaning. But when you're watching, uh, you're looking at your feed nonstop on Facebook, what you're seeing is my stream media. You're seeing all the stuff that you like because the algorithm is going to keep showing you all the things that ditto, things that you posted or that your friends chimed in and made comments. So it's going to keep feeding the same narrative over and over and over again. And you're never going to listen to anything else on the other side. And so I think as individuals, and I think, you know, that great movie, uh, uh, Social Dilemma, it touches on all that. I think everyone needs to see Social Dilemma first. So we can see about how we're getting fed this news and how we're getting fed this narrative that supports our confirmation biases. All right. Trip, what's your take on it? I don't hear you, Trip. You have no audio. You there? Trip? Hey, Trip. Trip, hit your uh, mute button. What happened to poor Trip? Trip, can you hit your hit your mute button? You muted yourself. It's like a little microphone. Trip, you, you muted yourself. Hit your mute button. I can't unmute. It said he it says he muted himself. There you go. I'm right here. Oh, I'm sorry about go. that. I just hit the wrong. All right. So what's sorry your about that? Let's get right into it. So, what is your what are you, what are your parting words? What do you want to well, see? I think, I think, you know, we're obviously, we're a very, very, very divided country. And I think, you know, we have to just keep doing what we can every day. And I think, I think Joe Biden, you know, we have to give him, a, we have to give him a chance. And he, I think he's doing, he's off to a great start, you know, with what he's trying to do to bring people back together as quickly as he can. But, you know, you're not going to bring everybody together. And there are people who are so conservative that they will believe anything, you know. And I think um, so I don't know. It's a it's it's a, it's a tough it's a tough uh, it's a tough one. But I think all you know what most of us can do, most rational people can do, is you know support Donald support Biden as much as we can. You know, even, <laughs> even if we don't agree with everything Biden is doing, and I don't agree with everything Biden is doing. I think he's maybe doing some things too quickly. You know, and I'm very concerned that we're you know both that the Republicans and have got too much power because I don't think that's a healthy thing either. But Donald Trump, that was his fault, you know, to a large degree, the fact oh, that they... So, so you want to, to sum it up just in a few senses, uh, what do you want to see get better, Trip? I just want to see the way we get along better. I want to see, you know, obviously COVID get better. I want to see, you know, our, our faith in things to get better. In general. Okay. 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 Dave Alaka, what do you want to see get better? What do you want to see improve in these next four years in the way things are done by the media, the press, and our daily lives? Basically, the real thing I want to say about the media is that I'm very happy I won't have to hear Donald Trump 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year for too much longer. Uh, secondly, I definitely agree with Trip that I've been on both of these sessions with you that uh, you know what? As a true Republican that I am, 
let's give the guy a chance. Let's see what Biden can do. I mean, he needs a chance. He's been there for two weeks. You know, let's see. He's left with a big, big bag of shit, though. I wouldn't want to be My God. All right. Anyway, thank All right, you. Now, and then, uh, all right. No, I like your point of view, Dave. Don't hold back. <laughs> um, I mean, really? I want to get Robert Hantman's final comments. What do you would like to see change and get better? Well, first of all, Republicans or Democrats who are bold enough to, to speak the truth and not bullshit their followers for political and personal gain. I think that's a must because you can't have politicians who, who knowingly lie just for their own personal you know, profit. That, that's the first step. And I think that people really just try to tell the truth and not propagandize and just have reasonable conversations knowing that if we're going to remain a country, we have to work together or we're fucked. It's really pretty simple. Yep. I agree with you, man. That's very well spoken. And to end the, the, the show, I want to bring Peter Veenhoven back on because you're the man from Europe watching us. What do you think we need to do to make this better? Well, um, what I think would be very important right now is that um, there, there, there's going to be more transparency in the media, in, in, in news reporting, uh, more transparency and also uh, more uh, verifiability so that you can see uh, how the news came together and how uh, people arrive at facts. And I agree with what uh, Jeffrey said. Uh, everybody should watch this movie, The Social Dilemma, and I think it should be obligatory in, in school to watch it. Uh, young people should be educated uh, in how they watch the news and how they take uh, all the information in and what's true and what's not true. And uh, it's very important that people learn uh, uh, to see uh, uh, if the information they get can be verified. If it cannot be verified, it's not true. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That, I that's very important. And that's that's something that is not um, uh, part of everyday news these days. Today, everything's talking heads. Everybody's got an opinion. And, and that's the most important thing, apparently. But it should be uh, real news reporting. And people should know what the facts are. And then they can have an opinion. And then everybody can have an opinion. That would be fine. So that's what I would like to see. What a great group. You guys are amazing. I want to thank you all for appearing on the show today. Bill Boggs, Trip Wetzel, Peter Veenhoven, all the way from the Netherlands, Jeffrey Rose from upstate, Robert Hatman, Dave Alaka from Jersey. Here we go. The alarmists. I hope this discussion really helped to spur people to think about what's going on in this country and the world. I hope... They take away something positive. Let freedom ring. We need to get back to what's real. We need to get back to the truth. Nothing but. Thank you. One last word, Jesse. Run for office. Run for <laughs> mayor of New York. Run for I don't office. think so. I wouldn't want that job. No way. No way. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.